For KAXE News, I'm Larissa Donovan with the Up North Report. The St. Louis County Sheriff's Office is reporting a fatal house fire near Ely. A news release states first responders arrived at the Morse Township home around 1 p.m. Sunday on report of the structure fire and that the sole occupant, an elderly homeowner, was still inside. Firefighters searched through the smoke-filled residence for the homeowner. They found the deceased victim after getting the fire under control. The victim's name was not immediately released pending further investigation of the incident by the offices of the State Fire Marshal, Midwest Medical Examiner, and the St. Louis County Sheriff. Triumphs and goals were shared with tribal members and guests of the Red Lake Nation during the annual State of the Band Address last Friday. Minobimadzawin is a multifaceted philosophical concept for the Anishinaabe, roughly translating from Ojibwe to the good path, and for Red Lake, it is rooted in many goals for the sovereign tribal state. Chairman Darrell Siki Sr. re-emphasized the push to reclaim the eastern boundary, all of Upper Red Lake, plus a one-mile buffer around its shores. Because these lands will continue to pursue until it's done to return our, our lands that have been stolen from us by deceit and fraud. Siki pointed to the more than 100-year-old treaty dispute when the Red Lake Chiefs presented a map that included both Lower and Upper Red Lake for the reservation, but former Governor Alexander Ramsey presented an altered map to the federal government, which appropriated the eastern boundary to the state of Minnesota. Today, in addition to state-held lands, there are private and commercial enterprises surrounding the popular walleye fishing destination. Red Lake Tribal Secretary Sam Strong spoke to Unity as well as thinking for the future in his address. When we think of 100 years, we need to think of our children and the future of enrollment. We need a system that will allow us to be here forever. A system that allows our children to fight the fights that we fight, that our ancestors fought 100 years ago. Our people are our greatest assets. They are our strength, they are our community, and most importantly, they are our future. The Red Lake Nation has undergone several development projects in the last year, like the Immersion Language School, named after spiritual leader and language revivalist Anna Gibbs, and the Obamindwa Program Building, which houses nine programs for intergenerational wellness. The band's economic enterprises, such as gaming and agriculture, also had successful years. Red Lake Treasurer Vernell Lucher announced the band's financial team is managing 338 grants, nearly 100 more grants than the band was managing in 2021. After going over the numbers and thanking her staff, Lucher announced the Tribal Council will hold a financial summit this spring for tribal member questions and closed her brief presentation with an ice cube quote. Every time I make any type of decision, I think about the generations ahead. I think about our seventh generations. I think about our children's children. I think about my grandmas. I think about everybody. And with that, and with that I'm going to leave you with, we got to talk to our grandmas, and she'll help us through those dark halls and those pitfalls. Looking ahead to the near future, the band is working with car manufacturers to establish electric vehicle charging stations on the reservation, and its developed solar farm is expected to go online this quarter. A new bill introduced in the Minnesota House may protect tenants who speak out about unsafe living conditions. Mike Moen with the Minnesota News Connection has more. Minnesota lawmakers face growing calls this session to boost access to affordable housing. But there's also a proposal to lend a voice to existing renters who fear speaking out about poor living conditions. 
A Minnesota House committee has advanced a measure that would allow tenants of a residential complex to organize efforts if they feel their landlord isn't keeping up with necessary repairs. The bill also protects these tenants from retaliation, such as an unexpected fee. Brooklyn Park resident Marion Butler told lawmakers that's what she received after she complained to City Hall. We are trying to hold them accountable for the things that we've been going through. Advocates like Butler say this speaks to the broader issue of vulnerable populations needing platforms to demand fairness for a basic human need. We pay money to live there, but we have no power at all as tenants. We're expected to stay silent regardless of our housing conditions, and that is not fair. If it wins approval, this bill would follow a handful of other renter protections Minnesota adopted last year. I'm Mike Moen reporting. That's it for the Up North Report. From the KAXE News Desk, I'm Larissa Donovan, telling the stories of northern Minnesota through local news.